19 on the great WRKO. Jeff Kuhner, Boston's bulldozer. 617-266-6868 is the number. Okay, speaking of Texas, speaking of illegal immigration, speaking of unspeakable crimes, this in a way almost sums up what is happening in the United States. This story broke Friday night. I'm sure many of you know about it. It has gone national. So in Cleveland, Texas, not Cleveland, Ohio, in Cleveland, Texas, an illegal immigrant from Mexico, from Mexico, um, deported four times. Four times he was previously deported. Name Francisco Oropesa Perez Torres, 38, 39 years old. He was removed in 2019. He was removed again. Sorry, he was removed in 2009. My bad. He was removed again in 2009. He was deported again in 2012. And he was deported a fourth time in 2016. Now, many of you are going to be saying, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Okay, an illegal from Mexico, deported four times. What's the big deal? He kept coming back and coming back and coming back. The last time after 2016, he came back and he settled in Cleveland, Texas. On Friday night, he was outside with an AR-15, shooting, target practicing, all freaking night until midnight. I kid you not. The neighbor said they couldn't stand it anymore. Boom, 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 boom. So they had a one-month-old baby in the house. They had friends visiting for a cookover and a Friday evening together. And so the father of the home approaches Perez, um, uh, Perez Torres, this illegal Mexican, and says, it's now midnight. The baby is crying. Could you please stop shooting? The guy tells him, it's my property, my house. I can do whatever I want. Five minutes later, they see the man walking up their driveway with his gun. He kicks the door in. And immediately, there were 10 people in the house. Boom, 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 boom. He systematically begins to execute the people in the home. They were Honduran migrants. Apparently illegal aliens. They were Honduran migrants who were living in that home. In the end... Four were killed immediately, including the man's wife. An eight-year-old boy was badly wounded. They had to airlift him to the hospital. He ended up dying in the hospital. Five shot, five killed. Others were wounded, but they managed to survive. This animal, this savage is now on the run. 
Apparently, they found his cell phone. They found other other articles of clothing. Uh, they almost had him. They sent in prison dogs to go after him, but he went through some kind of water, and by going through the water, they lost his scent. It now looks like he's gone. Suspicion is he may have gone back to Mexico. And now good luck finding him in Mexico. Now, a couple of points, and then I want to throw it open to you. The first question I have is, how does a guy who's been deported four freaking times, and by the way, previously convicted of crimes in the United States, one of them driving while intoxicated, driving drunk, and yet he still manages to keep coming back into the country again and again and again? How does an illegal immigrant, a criminal, with previous convictions in the United States, four times deported, how does he get a a rifle? How does he get an AR-15 with all that ammunition? And then, how does he afford a home? I'm like, you know, when I first read the story and, you know, I said, you know, man shoots 10, you know, whatever, five people dead and there's a big manhunt. And I'm like, okay. And they go, oh, he's from Mexico. I figure it's got to be a legal migrant. How else? A a legal immigrant. How else can the man afford a house? No, he's illegal. So how does an illegal come into the country after being deported four freaking times? How does he get his access or get able to purchase a firearm? And then he's able to own his own home? And then you've got the Honduran illegals beside him. Now, please, I feel very bad for them. Uh, Don't misread this or misinterpret this. You don't shoot anybody. Never mind, my God, an eight-year-old boy. Over what? Because you're shooting guns at midnight? But what are they doing in the country? And how did they manage to own a home? They owned that home. This is the United States in a microcosm. In a microcosm. And it's a shootout at the OK Corral. It's a massacre. Five are dead. He's on the run. Probably they'll never catch him or find him again. And this is now what life is like for many people in Texas, in many of these border states, and increasingly around the United States. We are letting in violent criminals into America. No matter how many times they get deported, they keep coming back in. No matter how many crimes they commit here, we allow them to stay. And then, this is how they thank us? You tell this jerk, don't shoot your gun off at midnight? And his response is, because he's such a psycho? He massacres half your family, including an eight-year-old kid. I blame Joe Biden. His open border policy is getting people killed, and if we're not careful, he'll get us all killed. Thirty-one on the great WRKO, Jeff Cooner, Boston's bulldozer, 617-266-6868 is the number. Okay, listen now to this. 
Chucky Chuck you Todd from Meet the Mess. Okay, from Meet the Press. Even Chuck Todd says to Mayorkas, this was an interview done on Sunday uh, on MS uh, on NBC, forgive me, says, well, you know, May 12th is right around the corner. And we're already, this is Chuck Todd, we're already overwhelmed at the southern border. Already. You lift Title 42. What's going to happen? Listen to Mayorkas' response. It's incredible. This guy is the Secretary of Homeland Security? Are you kidding me? Roll cut 22, Mike. What's May 12th going to look like if we're already overwhelmed before the expiration of Title 42? A few things, Chuck. First of all, this is a really tough challenge and has been, as we all recognize, for years and years. We are seeing a level of migration, not just at our southern border, but throughout the hemisphere that is unprecedented. It is, I think, the greatest migration in our hemisphere since World War II. The president on day one delivered a solution. He delivered immigration reform legislation that we had hoped Congress would act on swiftly. They haven't. Within the constraints of a broken immigration system, we are doing so much. This is, so you're blaming Congress? Like, this is unbelievable. So in other words, Chuck, 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 unprecedented, Chuck, unprecedented. You mean to tell me there hasn't been poverty in Latin America and Africa and Asia and Eastern Europe? For decades and decades and decades and decades and decades? All of a sudden now, it's all brand new? All right? Is that what you're trying to claim now? How? So tell me, I don't have to go back 20 years or 40 years or 50 years. How about just three years? It was secure under Trump. We had Remain in Mexico. We had a pretty secure border under Trump. So... It was okay. So, what's changed? You, your policies. But we delivered immigration reform, uh, Chuck. Oh, so your answer is give every illegal alien, everyone who broke into our country illegally, amnesty? That's your solution. So, he's faced now with this invasion that he's created, the mess that he and Biden have created, that they've welcomed. And his solution is, Chuck, don't look at me. It's Congress, Chuck. Chuck, Congress won't pass amnesty, Chuck. Chuck Todd then asks him this. To me, it's a very basic question. Let me ask all of you. How would you define a secure border? If I was to say to you, hey, you know, you're in your car, at home, whatever. Like, you know, for you, what's a secure border? I know what my definition is. I'm just curious. What's your definition? What's a secure border? Because look at Mayorkas. Chuck Todd asked Mayorkas, well, what's your idea of a secure border? Oh, ay 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 Roll cut 22B, Mike. What's uh, the definition of secure border to you? It is, in the context uh, in which we are working, it is maximizing the resources that we have available to us to deliver the most effective results. Impeach his ass. You should fire his ass, but Biden won't do it because he's doing Biden's bidding. Impeach his ass. Let me... No, it's not maximizing your resources to get the most effective results available. 
Like, talk about CYA, cover your rear end. No, I'll tell you what a secure border is. You don't let illegals come into your country. Very simple. It's not rocket science, man. People who are not supposed to be in the United States are not allowed into the United States. That's it. That's it. You have full control over your border. You have authority over the border. Not illegals, not the Mexican drug cartels, not Mexico, no one else. We do. So we have full control and power over who we let into our country. Hello? I, 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 now, you're the Secretary of Homeland Security and you can't give me that basic answer? You know, Jeff, Jeff, what do you consider a full stomach? Like, what do you consider, you know, you're full? Well, uh, when I eat, and then my stomach says I'm no longer hungry. Hmm, yeah. Well, not according to Alejandro. You maximize the resources that you have. You grab a fork, you grab a knife. I don't want to offend anybody. You eat, and you try to get the best results possible. What? The man is an imbecile and a moron. This guy's in any cabinet? Never mind the cabinet of the United States of America? 617-266-6868. They can't even define a secure border. But Corinne Jean-Pierre is telling us illegal immigration has been slashed and cut by 90% under Biden. It's the most secure border we've had in decades. <laughs> Dave in Ohio. Thanks for holding, Dave, and welcome. Jeff, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Dave. Uh, of course they can't define of course they can't uh, define a border. They can't define what a woman is. <laughs> so <laughs> But, uh, yeah, my, my point is this. Like, I'm a veteran. My father's a veteran, okay? Um, everything that they've done, I'm making more money now than I ever was in my life, and yet I have less because of everything. Instead of, I can't even use VA, because my VA benefits anymore, because I be forced you to be vaccinated, and I will not be vaccinated, okay? And I have health problems, and my health insurance stinks, but i got to pay a hell of a lot of money for that, okay? And But my point... What my main point was, and I, and I told Sandy as simple as this, I, I, I missed a lot of the show. I came in when Larry was talking, and everybody keeps, and I, and I heard what he was saying, you know, and everything, but everybody's talking about we got to protest, we got to talk. I just don't think, I think we're so far beyond that, Jeff. I mean, I'm not condoning that we, you know, you go out there and just start shooting, but we, we need to be prepared for a fight because protesting what, what are we going to do we're going to stand in front of the media they're going to take our pictures they're going to infiltrate us with antifa or whatever else and we're going to and we're going to wind up in jail for not committing a crime well if i'm going to go to jail i'm going to commit a crime for it or, you know and and, and what you know we're going to stand out there they're going to take the pictures next you know the fbi's at your house i i just think we're so far beyond talking now because i have family that i won't even talk to anymore they're not my family as far as i'm concerned that like you can talk to your blue in the face. They listen to the media, and and you can show them. I can I can you know quote you know from you and, and play cuts from you that of the people actually talking like Mayorkas, like Biden, and and they won't even listen. 
Now, and, you know, never mind believe it. So I, I, don't, I just fail to see what, what, how we can talk. You, you ask Larry, is it your fear, um, like, say, that uh, Texas secedes or uh, breaks away from the union? That is not my fear. That is actually my hope at this point because, uh, because that, that is the way it's going to have to be, Jeff. We cannot reason with these people. We cannot. I would rather split the country. And go where at least I know I'm gonna. At least I know I'm desired there. And and you know instead of you know instead of being right now, like I said, I'm a veteran. My, my father retired from the Mass State Police, Jeff. Okay, and he moved to Phoenix 22 years ago. Okay, he loves it out there. Now he's afraid to go shopping. He's not afraid for his own life. He's afraid that if something happens and he has to shoot somebody, he's gonna get charged. That's what it's come down to, Jeff. He's an 82nd Airborne member who did two combat tours in Vietnam and 30 years on the Mass State Police, and now the guy's a afraid to go freaking food shopping in, in Phoenix because of the way it is. You know, I just, I don't know what to do, Jeff, but I just think the talking is not getting us anywhere. Protesting, I mean, they're out to get us anyways. So, I, I mean, where do we, what, what is talking well, Dave, and protesting going to do? Dave, I just want to make a couple, by the way, really, really powerful call, Dave. Um, a couple of quick points. Number one, to me, it is disgusting that you're not getting your VA benefits. You put your life on the line for our country. You served our country. Whether you're vaccinated or not, that's frankly your business. That has nothing to do with you being able to get your VA benefits. To me, it is so outrageous. It's sickening, number one. Number two, Dave, I think honestly, what we're going to have to start thinking is on a much more basic, almost tribal level now. I'm urging everybody... If you can, get pepper spray. The women out there in particular, get a gun, get a self-defense course. You know, I mean, obviously get a legal gun. I want you to do everything legally. But in other words, you have to be able to protect yourself and your family because we're, we're already seeing a massive crime wave. If this continues at the southern border, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. You know, that story in Cleveland, Texas, the reason why it's resonating with so many people, not just in Texas, but in so many other areas, is, yeah, that's their life. Some guy who's been deported four times, gets commits crimes here, driving under, you know, DUI. He still keeps coming back. He somehow gets his hands on an AR-15, and he's shooting up, you know, outside till midnight. You tell him to knock it off because the one-month-old baby can't sleep. And before you know it, five members of your family have been slaughtered. These are the type of people that they're letting into our country. And when we say something, all they can do is racist. That's all they can yell. Racist. No, it's self-preservation, self-defense. So one of the things I'm recommending to people is start thinking about protecting you your family, and your home, because you're going to need it. Believe me. on the great WRKO, Jeff Kooner, Boston's Bulldozer, 617-266-6868 is the number. Lisa in Marblehead. Thanks for holding, Lisa, and welcome. Hi, good morning, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. My pleasure, it. Lisa. 
So I agree with Dave on that last caller about splitting the country and just having the half that we want to go to. But my question is, can we make our own immigration reform rules stick that they can't come over when it's so bad on their side, come over to our side? Or is that wrong? Well, that's the thing, Lisa. (laughs) Within five to ten years, they would be begging to come over on our side. And we'd have to come up with a, a constitution that says, no, sorry, no liberals allowed. You made your bed. Now you st- you lie in it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have a quick question or a quick comment, and then I'll get off because I know it's running short on time. But um, the irony here is that you know other countries. I thought I read an article. Other countries now have travel bans. They don't want people coming to the United States because it's so unsafe. So the irony is that we have people that we want to come tourists to you know spend money and boost our economy, but then we have the people we don't want to come here over the border, sucking us dry, and then we have people, a travel ban is disgusting. <laughs> you know, don't come to the United States, it's unsafe. You can't blame them, right? Well, no, you, you know, you nailed it, Lisa. Look, this is another thing our media is covering up. Countries around the world are now telling their citizens it is now so unsafe in parts of the United States, we're not going to let you go. Like, for your own safety, we're not going to let you go. You know, it's like almost like a war zone. And the other part is... Like, I, you know, I still have family, obviously, in Canada. Well, they want to come visit us. Well, unless they're vaccinated, Biden will not allow them to come. So you have, you know, and they want to spend money. They want to shop in Boston. They want to see me in Grace, obviously. But what I'm saying is tourists that do want to come or family members that do want to come, you know, legally, just spend a weekend or a week or whatever, Biden will not let them come in unless they're vaccinated. But these illegals, 90,000 just in 10 days, in 10 days, not any, not one of them, I can guarantee you, is vaccinated. So he's going to let in 7, 8, 9, 10 million unvaccinated illegals into our country. But if you happen to be from Canada and you want to visit the Cooner Man for a weekend or whatever no 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 jab you can't come now honestly lisa how does this make sense it, not at all not at all it's it's insane yeah and, and you know you can't even have the family here you, you know i mean i don't blame them for putting a ban on us but had, could you ever imagine in your lifetime that there would be a travel ban to the united states i mean is it just in, so insane you know, like it's crazy, but that's why I wanted to say, and I hope you have a good uh, week. Thank you, you so much. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate the call. Uh, welcome to Biden's America. Now, travel bans to not come to the United States. <laughs> you can, and the Dems and the Libs love them. You've made the country so unsafe. Other countries are banning their citizens from visiting us. Like, I don't know, like we're Sudan or something. Daryl in Michigan. Thanks for holding, Daryl, and welcome. Kuhnmeister, keep up the good work, man. Thank you. Thank this you, Daryl. Uh, Daryl in Hillsdale. A couple of quick points um, uh, and then a strategy to, to uh, share with all. Uh, a couple of points, uh, sort of a bone to chew on with you. Uh, it was Trump that shut us down for uh, 
for uh, two weeks, or wait a minute, that was two years, and it, it devastated my portfolio of rental properties in four different cities and my hotel. So I'm back to part-time work uh, because of it. And um, the uh, the other thing is, is it was Trump that, uh, that uh, pushed these vaccinations. Um, I, I know you're a big Trump fan. I did vote for him. I, I can't vote for him uh, again. Because uh, financially, 35 years of 70-hour work weeks was totally destroyed in the two-year shutdown. But in regards to a strategy, uh, yes, we're all concerned. The illegals, 20 million, 30 million—they don't have a clue what's coming across that border. But more importantly, um, and and, uh, and just hang with me for a second. The uh, the real issue here is what's going on in the South Pacific and the Russians, and uh, an axis of really coordinated bad evil guys. Uh, what nobody's talking about is uh, anything nuclear, and, and I'll swing around here, anything nuclear, uh, the United States has a policy that, and an understanding of protecting their citizens, well, up until recently, uh, and they, they don't think the U.S. strategy doesn't, doesn't feel that uh, this will be a, uh, a nuke, uh, because uh, the United States' uh, uh, plans are uh, total annihilation. Uh, and yet the Russians, th- their uh, nuclear strategy is small, uh, and uh, it- it's even in their socialist guidelines, so to speak. Uh, they're not going to go and wipe out the United States on nukes. So instead of being concerned, I mean, obviously there is a concern, but the real concern is, all hands on deck. You got to take care of yourself. You have to prepare, because the Russians uh, in in uh, cahoots with with the Chinese, they're going to drop small scale nukes uh, on the east coast, west coast, uh, take out the grid, take out ninety percent, take over our food source, take over our manufacturing source. So again, it, it is very important that we secure our borders, but most importantly, we need to secure our own house our own household. Oh, I agree. Uh, no, Daryl, Daryl, look, I think this is a great way to end the show because it brings everything full circle. Uh, look, you're right. The Russians believe in it, what do you call a tactical nuclear uh, weapon, a suitcase nuke, literally, like in a suitcase, and you just drop it in a big city and you got millions dead. So you've got Iran, you've got ISIS, you've got Al-Qaeda, you've got Islamic terrorists, you've got Russia, you've got China, so when you've got a wide open border, you have no idea who the hell's coming across. Now, if I were them, just to me, if there's a possibility of World War Three, well, I'm going to order some of my agents to go across our wide open border with the suitcase nuclear bomb and say, you know what? Stay stationed in New York or in Washington or Boston or L.A. or Detroit or wherever it may be, Chicago, and go... If things get really ugly and the Americans start threatening us with a nuclear bomb, we'll turn around and say, yeah, we'll turn some of your cities into ash. We are exposing ourselves to unimaginable threats. Secure the border. Secure it now before it's too late. Bye bye.